All right, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what the fuck this show is called because it's Friday. It's Friday. And no captain's hats, so, you know, doing something a little different today. This is just a Patreon-only show for all our Patreons, for Tony's Check Your Brain, for Sit Down Zumok. And we we sent the link out to a few people. We'll see who jumps on. And we thought we'd have a little podcast. Tony's on vacation. I don't have to work for two weeks, stand-up wise. So let's let's do some podcasting. Yeah, why not? By the way, I want to start off by saying happy birthday to Chrissy Mayer. Oh, it's her birthday. It is happy birthday. I, you know, over the hill, right? Was she thirty nine <laughs> now? I think thirty eight, thirty nine. Not that she, she wants anyone to know about that. I think she's thirty nine. I mean, I think Frank wants her to be thirty two, so he can market it better, but. Oh, did you freeze up? Good Facebook friends with. Did you freeze up? No, I should be here. Oh, you're, you're Hello. Uh-huh. Okay, there you are. All right. Check, 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 check your brain podcast. There you go. Go sign up right now. Chrissy now she does Mayer. not have. I'm looking at her. Um, I'm looking at her Facebook page, and it does not have her age, her birth date. I do have uh, that she worked at Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Sure, she did. She was also on America's Got Talent. That's right. According to, uh, and then Joe Exotic just broke it saying it was all a fucking lie. She auditioned for it, but there's no footage of her on the show. Didn't they try to, um, uh, didn't they try to uh, dox Joe Exotic too? I think so. I think they were behind the doxing of Joe Exotic. Um, Yeah, because I think they had, I don't know the truth. Listen, if he's listening, I don't know the, he's always been cool to me, so I have no problem with him. But I think there was like a photo of him or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It got out there. I don't know how it did or what. But if oh, you... well. Okay, here's this is bullshit. It says Chrissy Mayer, age 24. Go fuck yourself, you lying cunt. 24? 24? Oh, it's a, a hard life then. <laughs> 24, you liar. Oh, Jesus. We're off to a bad it's, start. You know, it's it's funny because when we talk about all these people, it's kind of a niche audience. Like if, if you... I think we've gained a lot of people from this whole universe MLC compound and stuff. And people are like, hey, th- I like that guy on that show. I'll follow his Patreon. I'll listen to him. And then they kind of know about all this. But if there's people who are just fans of ours from years ago that subscribed, they don't know who Chrissy is. They don't know who Gino is. They don't know who Joe Exotic and Matt Mead and Jim Stansel and all these other people. Like, they have no idea. So everybody's kind of like, I'm, I'm hoping... We're keeping people when we talk about all this stuff and not have them go. I, yeah, they're talking about Chrissy Mayer again. Yeah, I'll I'll tune in next week. Maybe we'll talk about something different. So I'm always I'm always wondering what the the listeners like. Do, do, do you folks who are listening right now, do you do you like when we talk about this? Do you want us to move on? You know, well, it's I mean, funny. <laughs> I got a message from Steve, who's who's been on my Patreon since like the since I made it because he was a fan of mine from Alan Cox show. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, man, no offense. I had to. Um, I had to, you know, jump off the Patreon because I don't know your new world. I don't know these people. <laughs> well, we're also <laughs> trying to help people into this new world, too. So it's it's not like you can't we have to ignore it. And we just talk about uh, COVID the whole time. You know, we, we're kind of occupying a lot of spaces. So, you know, you kind of hold the hands. See what what happens. This is me being a old time radio program director for for the three months I was. And what you do is you try to introduce the listeners. And if you are passionate about something, it means this is the only thing I've heard a radio executive or consultant say that was, I think works is if you have something in an, if you're passionate about something, 
and you, your listeners are passionate about you, they'll in turn be passionate about this. So if you notice the whole Uncle Rico thing with the stuttering John, it took off when it did because they were pretty passionate about talking about stuttering John, what an asshole he is. And then in turn, all the listeners jumped on the Patreon because they're like, we're as obsessed as you are because clearly you t- you kind of gave us, you, you nudged us in that direction. So I think it was kind of a perfect storm, a, a very good example of content creation. Well, and I said this on my podcast, the reason why Uncle Rico works, number there's two reasons. First reason, Bob Levy and Julia are stand-up comedians. They have comedic timing, they make it funny, and they also know John. They know him. So these other people that try to jump on that little pylon, you guys are just fans. You you never met John. So these guys actually know him, and they're funny, and they're they're proven comedians. That's why I think it's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, because we've had our interactions, not not as much, obviously, as Shuley, who worked on Howard Stern with him and just knows him from this and universe. Levy. And Levy, too, yeah. They know who he is, and that's why a lot of people were in the audience. But then, then when it gets to a point when listeners who've never met John are tweeting at him, it's like, okay, I, I get that. It's cool. I've, I've been a part of pylons and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that we're not – when we talk about compound and the MLC universe that people are still like, they, they like what we're talking about. That not every week we'll go like, Oh, here we go. We're going to talk about Kumia and Gino again. You know, I'm, I'm just, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, I'm definitely, unfortunately, as much as I'd like to get it off me, it's I'm stuck to it. It's, it's a part of me. It's, it's, it's you don't get it. I'm stuck to compound. Even if I don't go on their shows, I'm you're, just... you're stuck to Alan Cox and Cleveland and WMMS too. But yeah, it, but not as much as you were five years ago, where five yeah. years ago, it was still pretty fresh and five, ten, obviously 10 years ago. But like in that time, you know, there's a cool down period, I think. And that's why um, I don't I don't necessarily really talk about my radio days as much anymore because it's been since April. And yeah, I had a time where I discussed it. And then it gets to a point where you move on with life and you come up with different experiences. If you're dwelling on something too long, then you're like, are you using this to cope or is this a nice uh, good for content? I was fucking around on YouTube a couple days ago and I'm so far removed from my old radio show. Like I, I there was a clip and I just watched a little bit of it. It was like Bill and Mary talking about something. I just I just. I was not even interested. I just watched two minutes. I'm like, this is boring. And I clicked yeah. out. I'm like, I actually know these people, but I don't know them anymore. I literally haven't said a word to Alan Cox and over. I tell you, the last time I said a word to him, December 5th, 2012. 12. That was it. Never spoke to him again. That's been 10. I told you a few months ago, we got to do a 10 year anniversary. Oh, it's coming up, right? You got to do a green screen where you're you have. Uh, well, you got to go to Arby's, of course. Uh, beef and cheddar. Was it beef and cheddar? Arby's or... beef and cheddar. Yes. That's a good joke. Uh, I'm, I'm just doing your bit. <laughs> <laughs> do the bit. I haven't done it in a long fucking time. So I but I remember it. No, I um, I, I wonder if Alan's not cool enough. If I sent him the link, to he would never do it. I know him he, better he than anyone. I'm he never going to speak to the guy again. It's over. You know, what they, we should do is we should get we should sick people, our patrons to go and call into MMS on that day and say, hey, 10 years ago today and just flood the phone lines to the point where they have to shut them down like Maxwell used to. Oh, that'd be fantastic. That we'll, give would be, out the, we'll give out the phone number. And by the way, it's a public phone number. It's not like we're giving out. Yeah, we're not doxing. Sort of like Caltas. <laughs> it's out there. 
What is it? 216-578-1007? You nailed it, dude. Look at that. You're not even on the show and you fucking nailed it, dude. (laughs) Uh, Here, let me let me pull it up real quick. Just just in case, just in case. Contact. Here we go. I'm going to share screen here for you fine people watch on video, which, by the way, Patreon has own video now. They're putting their service out. So it's not even Vimeo anymore. Oh, good. Good. Good for Patreon. Uh, call mm-hmm. studio 1-800-348-1007. I'll, we'll, we'll... It's the traffic tip line. Hey, if you see something out there on 480 today. Um, all right. Wait, go, go to jobs. Go to the job bank. I want to okay. see if there's what's available <laughs> to apply for jobs. My my old radio company, they just had a um, an evening shift open or something, uh, maybe like a month ago. And I wanted to respond and say, hey, I used to work in radio, too. I'm looking for a job. Where's where's the job thing? Where do you see it? Um, Go to where those three dots in the top left. Oh. Try that. And then go to Does connect. Connect. Uh, no. Wednesdays, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. I guess they just don't want to have the, uh, they're not hiring any new people. Oh, wait, go to the buzzard merchandise because you're a big, you're a big reason for this. Oh, I was fucking, I was screaming in meetings and now they have a deal with, um, clearly clothing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like this, this is a very iconic logo. This, this, this buzzard. In and they wanted to phase it out. They were doing their everything in their power. Bo Matthews, that piece of shit, garbage, human being. They wanted to phase out the buzzard. I mean, folks, wherever you're listening to this, you probably have a radio station in your town that's one of those legacy 50-plus-year-old stations people listened to growing up. That was what we had in Cleveland, was WMMS had was arguably the most influential radio station in the country in the 70s and the 80s. And... Yeah, I understand times change, but when you have a, a logo like the buzzard, which was great, it was a great logo. You could put them on anything. You could, you could put it was like Joe Camel. It's like Joe Camel can be in a convertible with two broads. Then he can the next. It was image, like avoid the noid from. Domino's. It really was. Yeah, you there just was... put him on anything. Yeah, and it was really cool. And I, I I fought for that in meetings and sales staff. So yeah, this is this is the video. Is I, this live I, or no? No, wait, that was yesterday. Yeah. I this studio looks terrible. Look at these old people now. They're just old people. Wait, what? Alan's wearing another radio station's T-shirt. Alan got old. Yeah. What? What is it? W ninety point nine, which is not in Cleveland, so I'm assuming that's like a Chicago station. Yeah, I'm sure it is. He's a big sh- Chicago fan. I hear he old- Chicago. Look- Look at these old people. Like Bill is going to die in Cleveland. Like he's going to die on this radio show. That's he might die on stage. Not bad for a guy who has a GED. Got a gig in broadcasting. Makes $30,000 a year. Good job. This is is great bonus content we have so far. Hey, it's free. Mary's probably on the road. She's, you know, she's on the road. She's probably at Wiley's in Dayton. Wiley's in Dayton. I did that gig many times. One of my first guest sets was at Wiley's in Dayton. It was with Henry Phillips, the great Henry Phillips. And I remember it was Henry Phillips, Keith Alberstadt. And I'm not going to. 
Ray DeVito, I think. Ooh. Yeah. I was a real Ray who, DeVito. That was a, a real who's who gives a fox. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Small yeah. World. So I'm I'm actually going to uh Columbus, Ohio today. Actually, after we get done with the podcast, heading down to Columbus for the night. For what? Um uh, well, we were going to go see recent podcast guest Rick Monroe, uh, uh, who was uh, on my Patreon, was performing, and the venue Monroe Monroe Monroe. <laughs> the uh, uh, so we were going to go see him, and the venue double booked, and he was like just about to leave Nashville to drive up to Columbus, and found out the gig was. Don't, they're like, oh yeah, we got something else going on. So, and I already bought, I already got a hotel, so I'm just going to get shit faced down in Columbus, which is a, a, a cool town. Columbus is a cool town, but yeah, boy, they are really, really these liberal fucking shithole progressive cities have just let the homeless just run rampant. Mm. 10 years ago Columbus was was amazing because it's high it's a high-tech city, it's a college town and now they just look the other way with the homeless stuff and you're just stepping on these people. There's heroin needles and not that I look I'm not a prude or anything but it's it is weird to see people just smoking pot on a street. <laughs> this stupid show. Monroe was he gay in real life? Uh, yeah, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, I think you're right. Ted Ted Knight. Now, was this the Ted Knight show or was this Too Close for Comfort? It's the oh, same this show. Is too Close for Comfort, right here. It was the same show. Yeah, Jim J. Bullock is gay. Um, remember he did that show with uh, Tammy Faye Baker. They had a talk show. Oh yeah, that's right. Back in the day, I forgot about that. Sorry, I didn't the, mean to trip you up, but oh no, I was just gonna say it's just it's uh it, Columbus is not as fun as it used to be based on just letting all this happen. Um, yeah, you mentioned uh, Ted Knight, who I believe is from Ohio or went to school school in Ohio. What was the the commercials he used to do? The local commercials for the Plaza, Southgate USA. That's right. You gotta pull pull those up just because it's uh. See, this is now I I like now this is good bonus content. <laughs> Shout out to Penguin City Beer right now. Uh, is that P- Pittsburgh? Uh, Youngstown. Oh. The um, home of the Youngstown State Penguins. Shout um, out to Youngstown. Yeah, T- Ted Knight used to do these commercials, Southgate, USA. And this was at, like right after Mary Tyler Moore. So, yeah, you're talking about late 70s. Mary Tyler Moore went off the air in 77. There he oh, is. Yeah, he's go- grocery shopping. Guarantee That's- you he's not at... Southgate here. So he was this this is like when he was like famous, like too close for comfort. He came back to do these commercials, right? Yeah, this is right right around Caddyshack time. I'm all right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Ted Knight. You got busted. Got busted for eating in the store, eating at a uh probably a, a pick and pay. Southgate USA. I remember that logo. It's still there. It's like there's like a I think there's like a mobile store in there now and a weed shop and a Mr. Hero. <laughs> there's uh that now that is so that's Northfield Road I'm looking at right there. And so he's actually on site and then he yeah does. This. I didn't know. <laughs> he was, I didn't know he was a slapstick guy. <laughs> OK, Pookie, do the honors. Spalding, get your foot off the boat. <laughs> Caddyshack is a Caddyshack is a movie that. I still like it. I know there's flaws. I know there's a lot of 
corny 80s music and it, it well i mean it was 1980 they filmed it in 79 but it kind of helped with that genre i still enjoy it but i also realize like if you're going to show it to younger people like younger than me they're not going to get it they don't find it as funny i love bill murray he's fantastic but I could not stand him in Caddyshack. He annoyed the piss out of me with that. Oh, he accent. did. Yes, I it agree was with really that. Yeah. Bad. I, I couldn't stand it. Like Bill Murray is in Stripes and Ghostbusters is fantastic. Fan fucking tastic. But in, that, in Caddyshack, it was annoying as piss. Jim Norton had a great joke where he was talking about a woman who had who had a pussy that looked like Bill Murray's lips in Caddyshack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's he knows how to paint the picture, you know, Caddy. Uh, well, I mean, the whole thing with Rodney is a is just doing stand up in the whole movie. Rodney's not acting. He's just going up there and doing what he did on the Tonight Show all those times. And, you know, like, oh, who who stepped on a duck? You know, hey, we get that hat. You get a free bowl of soup. Oh, I got a head from Amelia Earhart. And and then you have Chevy Chase is doing a lot of improv through it. But the the, the movie is Caddyshack. And the caddies have virtually nothing to do with the movie outside of Danny Noonan. That's about it. I haven't seen that movie in so fucking long. I, I did a I did a 1980- Kenny Loggins. Go ahead. It was a there was a post Jim Messina. Kenny Loggins, the house in Pooh Corner. Um, yeah, Caddyshack. I mean, it really has virtually nothing to do with the caddies, and I, it's I I still enjoy it. It's just, and I guess Ted Knight couldn't stand being on that set. I mean, really? he was great in the movie as Judge Smales, but the whole movie, everybody from Rodney to Chevy Chase and Bill Murray, they were all just doing blow and smoking pot and partying like all throughout the night. Harold Ramis, all those guys, and Ted Knight is this straight laced actor. Who's just like, okay, I'm just doing a comedy movie in between doing two fairly successful comedy TV shows, sitcoms like Mary Tyler Moore and Too Close for Comfort. And uh, and by the way, in Too Close for Comfort, I think the whole time he was dying of cancer during that entire show. Really? Do you you remember he would wear a different college uh, sweatshirt yes. in like every episode and people would send him that. So if your friend, you went to Kent state and you were like, Oh, I would love for Ted Knight in this episode when he's cartooning and his, is <laughs> I, I would love him to wear a golden flashes sweatshirt and, they, and they, he would wear it on the show. That's pretty cool though. That's a good idea. That's kind of like the machine for Kreischer. If you send him a baseball cat, he'll wear it. You should send him a, we should do a sit down zoom or a Mondays with Mazer uh, <laughs> hat and send it to Bert Kreischer. <laughs> You know, it's so funny. I'll never speak to Alan. I'll never speak to Burke Kreischer again. It's never going to happen. And I'm cool with that. <laughs> One of these days, maybe we should do this. We should give do, uh, do a homework assignment for Monday. Do a whole list of people who hate your guts the most. Ooh. And then just go from there. Just keep on heading on down the list. Who Who hates you the most? All the way down to the least, to the point where you would... Uh, possibly have some kind of reconciliation at some point hmm. but the top one is there is no going back can we work on it now we could yeah just talk through it <laughs> maybe you can help bonus me. content maybe maybe you know some ones i'm forgetting you, you have quite the memory so i was gonna say i think alan cox would never probably talk to you again 
Alan Cox. Let's put that in there. We'll put in Bill Squire. But I think Bill would talk to you again. Yeah, because he's he's made attempts and I've I've shut it down. He's he's wanting to make an olive branch because eventually that radio station, he's he's going to get let go and he's going to look. He's living high on the hog right now with his, uh, his stand up appearances at the Agora and everything. Ugh. He, that's that's exactly what I want to see. Yeah. And eventually he's going to come back down. But with Bert, I think you I think you bruised his ego so badly that he can't come back. Like even if he is even when not if when he is on his way down, he's still not going to talk to you because yeah. I think you you pissed him off so much. He's an egomaniac. And I've, I've studied it. I've listened to it. That podcast we did with Stanhope and Rich Voss, where he said Jay Moore smacked him across the face and he just let him do it because he thought that's how show business worked. The fact that I stood up to him and said what I had to say, and he knows he took that from Jay Moore, he's never going to let me. He's he's just, he's going to punish me in his mind. I'm going to punish him for the rest of his life, which I'm fine with. Happy birthday, Bert. He just turned 50. Ooh. So the whole alcoholic thing's working out really well. Him, for him. and Chrissy Mayer about the same age. Yeah, uh, Chrissy Mayer. Let's put her on the list. And Frank, uh, you got to put Frank too. Even yeah, that, remember, I, I, even, I, even though he's not a public figure, I consider them one person at this one point. At this point, it's Chrissy and Frank. It's Sonny and Cher. It's the they're the fucking team, the Clintons of comedy. So I got Alan Cox, Bill Squire, Manager Santora, Erica Lauren, Chrissy and Frank. Maybe it's me. <laughs> What's the name of the podcast? Maybe it's me. <laughs> Well, you've uh, you've you've made up with Kevin Brennan, kind of. Yes, Kevin and I are on email. We're on email terms right now. We email. What from- What about in the MLC universe of people that, because of your association with Kevin, that are not definitely not going to speak to you? So you've already you've had Amy Schumer. You've messaged with her a couple of months ago, and yeah. Whitney Cummings. You and may Nikki. not be best friends with each other, but you're still, you know, on some. I'm kind still of good basis. with them. I'm still cool with Rachel Feinstein. We were sending messages the other day. Uh, let's see here. This one's for a uh, crumb bum. He likes when we name drop. I'm just trying to think of the people that hate me. Brian McCarthy. I don't think Brian McCarthy hates me. No. Couldn't uh, see it coming. <laughs> Stupid. Good one, boss. We got to do, do our ring of honor. Yeah, let's do the ring of honor. Glad well, Ape is monkeying around. Oh, the the fucking uh, ski mask crew. Yeah. Uh, well, ski mask. Yes. Uh, I know. I, I I could see Stancil wanting to kind of olive branch at some point. Yeah. I, I, uh, and you, you haven't you've never had an issue with Matt Mead either. No, I like Matt. Yeah, I actually found him like the funny one. Uh, let's see that steel toe guy. I never met him, though, but he seems to have a thing for me. Kumia retweeted him yesterday. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like you're bringing yourself down to another level. Uh, the Carl guy from uh, Who Are These Podcasts doesn't like me right now. He's boy, talk about jumping the shark. Who are these podcasts? They're going at they're going at me like because they don't have any John content left. They're like, we're gonna go after Chad. I'm like, have fun. Why not? Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll work on this on. Maybe I'll work on this on my off when we're not doing the podcast. <laughs> I, I like the fact that we, we would work on it a little bit. And then, you know, here's what you do is we, we get the assignment today and you have oh. a couple of days to, to do it. And then uh... John Bruton doesn't like me. Bruton. What about He's Nelson a... Davis? 
Nelson Davis does not like me because I, I I got in a fight with him because I said Callan Copernitz coward and he took great offense to that and decided to end our friendship. Uh whatever that was. Nelson, John Bruton, Ramon doesn't like me. Uh Scotty from Hilarities doesn't like me. <laughs> he's the guy who's he's he's a loser showroom manager. Uh oh. Uh oh. We got a surprise guest. Uh oh. We got a surprise guest, guys. You never know who's gonna pop in. Ah uh, shit. Mm. You never know who's gonna pop in. Tony yeah, Major, right. the Reverend <laughs> Bob Levy, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! What's up? I didn't even change from yesterday. I don't give a shit. <laughs> didn't you say Bob Levy was your first MC week, Tony? He yeah. was. That's awesome. And, and Gino and so many other people. Levy has been very uh Jim Norton, he's paved Jim the Florentine. Mm-hmm. This guy's a fucking trailblazer, Bob. How you doing? Good, good, good. Yeah, I'm not allowed at uh, Pete's place anymore because uh, he one time he booked me during. Okay, this is how it started. He booked me during the Cavaliers uh, championship run. Uh, I guess that was what 2016. 16, 16. It was okay. And then he then he says then I ended up getting to the car accident. Somebody gave me a gig in Cleveland and I needed money. You know what I mean? I didn't even ask where it was. It was in Ohio and I didn't ask where it was. It was good money. And I go there and I guess it was an hour from his club. And then he, now he's saying, Levy, don't draw anymore. It's unbelievable. You know, and I, I love Pete and his family. And, and just to throw away a friendship over that is just crazy. Over and 30 he, years. Friendship. <clears throat> <laughs> you see that's funny. let's let's see look, look, i'm gonna just find out real quick here let's see what happens who are you calling pete, pete? You calling, oh he's calling pete yeah so why is he i love him i love his family and yet he will not give me another date by the way rest in peace gallagher yeah, hey pete i'm on the podcast with bob levy you need to bring him back yeah Fuck Bob Levy. See, see, <laughs> see. He doesn't love me anymore. Is he with it's you? A, he's on the Zoom. He can't hear. He, he, you can't hear him. But he's on the podcast with Tony Mazer. I can hear him. Fuck Bob Levy. I just had a surgery in my eye. I had cancer in my eye. That's what happens when you don't book Bob Levy. Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm, hold on a minute. All right. Yeah, I'm fine. I just did the surgery and they took it out. Uh, they did a radiology for me. Nice. I need 15 days that way I could see clear in my eye. Oh, Bob Levy knows a lot of doctors. Oh, stop Bob it. Bob Levy knows. He knows dicks. <laughs> he knows dicks. He knows preaching. <laughs> you see, I miss him. I bring I him back for less money than you. <laughs> less money than me? I fucked that. I ain't paying Pete. Is he with you? <laughs> He's on my Zoom. Pete. We're on the Zoom right now. He, he can, Is he hearing me? He can hear you, but you can't hear him. Tell him don't fuck himself, Pete said. <laughs> is he married or single? He's married. He's has a hot wife. Yeah. This is his 30th one. His what? 30th one? 30th wife. At least I can see her. Wife. Wife. The last one she was with him, I told him she's going to divorce you. He didn't believe me. He yeah, came he with him at say. the club. I said, you're done, buddy. Mm. One later. It's straight. <laughs> He can hear you. He'll call you. Yeah, I will. I, I love Bob Levy and fuck uh, 
Tony, Tony. What's his name? Tony Mazur. Fuck no, Tony Mazur. Tony Mazur put a fucking picture. <laughs> God bless his soul. Uh, Gallagher between me and Petron. He looks like it's fucked up. Oh, yeah, Gallagher <laughs> died. Your buddy Gallagher yeah. died. I know Gallagher died. I, I'm I, Tony Mazur took a picture for me. Here, uh, Gallagher between me and his buddy uh, Petron. I can't fucking remember his name. But Gallagher's you know, permanently banned. Uh, 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 tell Bob Levy, Pete cannot stand Cindy Valerio. He knows what I'm talking <laughs> yes. about. Yes, Cindy. Cindy, I haven't talked to Cindy in a long time. He's I got uh, a Katie Quigley this weekend. Kate Quigley, tell her I said hi. Yeah, harder than Hans. She wants to read you harder than Hans. Tell her to go Rams. Tell her no coke. <laughs> no fentanyl. All right. Pete. Hey, she, she has a picture between me and my brother, and she put uh, the, the two mafia men in Calga Paul. Nice, Pete. Well, <laughs> I'll be my wife looked at that picture. She told me, what the fuck is wrong with her? I'll be home around. I tell you to come to the show. See her. Okay, I will. I'll tweet it out. Okay. God bless. Tell Bob Levy, let him go dye his hair. He was younger. <laughs> All right, Pete. Later. Bye. I love him. I don't want him to ever die. No, I, I want, want him, him to, to live go blind, forever. But I don't want. I want him to go blind, but I don't want him to die. <laughs> but the whole thing about Pete is, I remember he was yelling at uh, Carlo Boleros on. He said something, and he goes, "Get off the stage! Bring up Bob Levy! You're not funny!" And it's his own club, and like when he would just yell at people. Oh yeah, it, it was. The, it's the greatest thing. It's the most fun thing, you know. He'll heckle his own comics. Like I'll, I'll oh, mention. Yeah. How Pete burned down hilarities. He's like, fuck you. I didn't burn it down. Fuck you. Like while I'm on stage. <laughs> it's so much fun being around him. And the wife is so nice. And she puts up with him just yelling the whole time. It's so cool. Yeah. And his kids are great. His kids are yeah. like, one's like a doctor. One's playing professional football. Okay. Yeah. I remember when he was playing football, he was younger then. We're talking, you know, six years ago. So uh that was the last time i was there or maybe before it uh before that uh when it's somewhere around there but like he was doing really good i remember how proud he was and always talked about him and that and one's a doctor too holy shit well he's, he's in med school he's gonna be a doctor well yeah i mean yeah you don't go to med school and become a florist <laughs> yeah well he, yeah i mean he won the american he's like the american dream he comes over he was a child soldier with his brother Mm -hmm. comes to america can't even speak english by the way i i think his accent's exactly how it was 30 years ago. exactly he still can't speak english <laughs> you fucking what the fuck are you talking about some days are better than others too it's yeah. like oh i kind of understand him today and others it's absolute gibberish when he's mad you don't understand you just hear, hear the fuck you all the time but it's worth it the fuck you make it puts a smile on my face yeah oh it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing i i can't believe he was about to waste 30 years of friendship with you 30 years just like that it, it, it's amazing we know but we've had so much fun but he did tell me he goes this ain't gonna last you know what i mean because you know with the with the other wife it was so funny yeah. <laughs> he just sent me this it's yeah. this, this is him and uh gallagher <laughs> oh god i took that photo yeah, yeah that was, that's your buddy that? that's my buddy yeah yeah what the fuck is, what does he do besides eat that fuck i i, I don't Oh my god. 
Yeah, Gallagher. Yeah, that that was a night where Gallagher went into he did he bombed for two and a half straight hours. Okay. Uh, he he didn't have the energy. I thought he was gonna die that night, and he didn't have the energy to smash a watermelon anymore. But he could smash like a cake or like small fruit, and okay. he goes in, he goes into the kitchen at the funny stop, and he goes up to Pete's kids. This is where he got banned. He because he's a he was a vegan and goes up says what are you serving there and pete's kids are like oh it's like chicken fingers he's like well you're serving death to people and pete's <laughs> like get the fuck out of my club i don't want you in my club gotta go to bend i'm dead. all the tickets are comped <laughs> Jesus put that Christ. picture back i had no idea that fucking akron was that big akron yeah, look at the picture. <laughs> Hold on. Look it up. I mean, I, I never knew that Akron was fucking, I thought it was a small town, but look at it. <laughs> it even has a sweat. Look at the, you can see where the lakes are around Akron on his shirt. Yeah, this is where LeBron James used to live, right here. <laughs> the oh Black Keys God. grew up right over here. <laughs> Chrissy Hind, yeah. You, you know, you know, what's funny about this is with all the peep, uh, the the PPP mm -hmm. money that they were able to get, uh, they only slightly upgraded the club since then. <laughs> they put a curtain up now. Well, Bob, but you it, have a, you used to have a Cleveland connection. Didn't you live there kind of? No, I had an ex-wife there. That's why. Like, uh, but no, I never lived there. I, I don't think I no, I don't remember living there. So. Yeah, probably not. I visited here and there, but you know, it's like it, it's fucking cold all the time. It's like it's it's gloomy. It, it it looks like everybody should be depressed when you're there because yeah. it's just, it's mostly shitty weather. You get like a month of good weather and everybody's happy, and then you go back to fucking you know you can't be banging girls that have heavy jackets on. You don't know what's under them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember you did my old radio show with Mick Foley. You guys yeah. came in the studio. That was fun. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I was a big wrestling nerd. So I was like, oh, it's Mick Foley and Bob Levy from the Stern Show. <laughs> I think that's the show that uh, they said, oh, we're just going to interview Mick. And I got Nick or whatever. I go, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I would have stayed home. You know, yeah. I don't need to be here. They, they were huge wrestling fans there, I think. Uh, or star fuckers or whatever you want to call it. One of the our best radio show. Ep we, we had everybody you can think of on in studio. Mm -hmm. But our, my favorite episode was the one we had Kevin Nash from the NWO. The he was mm -hmm. fucking fantastic, and he was tearing. He was he was like Kevin Brennan, just naming names. Everybody, oh, nice. It was fucking See, beautiful. Great. I love that shit. Uh, Speaking of Kevin, lunatic. well, what happened with? Uh, he brought it up. We're on. We're on next Thursday, and the guest is Rich Voss. Now, I thought I got it from you guys that Voss hates him. Tony, I'll let you feel that one since you're the one who talked to Rich. Yeah, so I talked to talked to Voss, and I were mentioned about Compound. He's not a not a big Kevin fan. Uh, certainly not a big Gino Bisconti fan. Doesn't find him uh, interesting or talented. He doesn't find him talented. <laughs> Really, and then yeah. he and then mentioning about compound, he kind of rolled his eyes on that and essentially said that, uh, yeah, I'm going on there, but I think because Voss has a new CD that he's trying yeah. to hawk, so he's going up on Kumia. But otherwise, mm, there's yeah, he wouldn't go there. He's not going there unless anything. he's trying to promote it. Yeah. Wow, you see that sucks. You lose, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 sad when you see your your people that were with you when you were there. You know what I mean? And then they're not with you when you start up something else. You know, it's kind of 
it's kind of weird, but it's the business, you know, it's the business people like I, I'm never fucking, I'm never upset by actions of somebody in this business because it's weird. You're just going to, you'd be mad all the fucking time. It's not, it's not really friendship. It's not really, you know, you know it, it could be, but it's not like people you grew up with. It's it's never going to be anything like that. You right. can't look at it that way. No, I was just telling well, Tony before you popped on, like I used to be friends with Burt Kreischer or whatever. Mm-hmm. I used to open for him and I was like, I'll probably never speak to him again. And I've known him for almost 15 years. Yeah, but you know what? Ne- never is bullshit. Uh, you know what I mean? Look, you and Kevin were back together on the show and you, we're going to do more, you know. But you know what I mean? It happens. It, it just something will happen and then it goes away and then it comes back. And, you know, you just got to sometimes you got to say, hey, what the fuck? Let's just end it, you know? Mm-hmm. A- and it works that way. Instead of fight, if you fight, it never comes back. But if, if you say, hey, man, it's been long enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you ever tried to reach out to Stern or is that just one of those things where he's on another level of? No, I mean, I, I should. I would like to write an email maybe, you know, or have my wife write it so we can read it. <laughs> and uh, and just say how I feel now. And, you know, and say, you know, that was it, it, a lot of it was my fault. I took it out on the wrong on you instead of the people that were trying to cause the trouble. Just so he knows that I appreciate everything and I'm happy. I want him and his wife to have a great life in He's done, you know, he he put me in a position to to spotlight me. You know what I mean? So it's like and that was the that was all I wanted to be. I didn't want to be on a late night show. That was the biggest thing I could have been on. That's was my goal to get on. That was my goal in the beginning. Get on Stern. I wanted Mm -hmm. I wanted a half hour Comedy Central. Get on Stern. And now Comedy Central's gone and Stern's, you know, talking to Brad Pitt. So it's over. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was funny. I was listening to it when they had Ronnie on yesterday. I go to that, whatever, this week sometime, and Fred was doing his voice and go, yeah, I want to say, fucking take out your fucking content. I was just, it reminded me of the way it was. And, but, you know, it has its moments, but yeah, it's different. But what are you going to do? It's like, I, I mean, it's on in the car. I listen to it. I check out Jim and Sam, you know, when they come on, if I'm in the car at that are time. Are you still on the best ofs at all? No, no, I got, uh, <laughs> Remember this guy? Uh, I'm not on anything, dude. I was totally, yeah, I remember him. <laughs> he had a plunger under that hat. <laughs> no. uh, Is he still no, alive? He was, I think so, yeah. But the whole thing, it, uh, it's a different show now. It's uh, it, 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 it was the best time. I was there, one of the best. There was, you can look at it as saying there dude, was he's a three. a fucking Ku Klux Klan member. <laughs> Yeah, we were roasting him, and it was a stupid idea because they made me get black comedians. And, oh, they and, they all bombed, right? Yeah, it was it was a stupid thing because after this, he came up to me and he goes, "Thanks for the uh, entertaining day," Bob, because they couldn't do anything to him. They can't hurt his feelings, and every time that they, they all they knew was he ha- was in a clan outfit, so they would just do the lines like they didn't have you know the background of him, so. They had nothing on him. And one guy, one black guy was late and he goes, typical. And he used the (laughs) N word. (laughs) It was just like he won that day. He won. It was the only road set. And I said it was going to happen. There was no way you were going to get to him. How how, how's Kumia not giving this guy a show already? 
<laughs> no, I mean, uh... it's too liberal for him. <laughs> <laughs> now, I love going up the compound. We have well, when me and Kevin, it's we have so much fun. It's 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 just laughter. It's just busting balls the whole fucking time. And it's it, it's it reminds me of how it was, especially with Kid Chris. Like Kid Chris's show was like that too, you know, old Stern and old Opie and Anthony. It, it's just uh, it's fun, you know what I mean? I don't I don't really fucking my politics talk will be this much if you ask yeah. me a question, you know. And you know, uh, stuff it it changes. It's a different day. It's a, it's a day that you're just gonna get comedy. You know, you just gonna is, get both. Is Kid Chris still on in Cincinnati, Tony? Mm-hmm. Yeah, WEBN, the sister yeah. station of MMS. Yeah, he's got some girl now. Is that what he has? I think. I I I don't know. It, it's all I know is it's funny because we talk a lot about the days of radio, how they're gone, mm-hmm. but they it's not that they're gone. They evolved, and regular radio is it, it's not. Uh, you can't. You don't have enough time to be creative. You're also beholden to sponsors who could just absolutely jump off at any time. Oh, you yeah. said that what was it uh, about what a year ago or two years ago where there was that radio show in Buffalo that was talking about oh, yeah. toast. They were talking about fucking toast. And they say, do you like your toast a little brown or do you like it almost burnt? And somebody said, I prefer mine more Halle Berry than I do Serena yeah. Williams. And then they get let go. So anytime you could try to be funny or creative or poignant, Mm-hmm. you're you're about to get you're you're gonna get bounced so it's like it's not even worth it anymore is it and and the yeah. money's not even worth it either i know bob, yeah. bob you were doing a bunch of i remember a couple of years ago weren't you hosting a show with stacy pressman for a while yeah yeah from home we were doing it from home actually mm-hmm. so it was good but it, it it was fun but of course they they run out of money you know what i mean because they try to get into the market they do you know whatever you know it was too much Everything else was uh, Sean Hannity and all that stuff on the channel. And then you have one comedy show. It's just not going to work. You know, there should be something like that that you can bring. I see. I, you can't even do it. You can't even do it now. You know, it's just I would love to do regular radio again because I love to be able to figure out a way to. You have to be funnier when you work in clean and radio and an argument on regular radio is more funny because it's not like fuck you you have to have words in there that come around and that's what made stern that's what made stern and ona so big was Mm -hmm. when you listen to them on regular radio that they you you know where the line was the fcc line it Mm -hmm. sometimes you'd push it a little bit sometimes you'd have to use a dump button but it made it better as a listener and better as a host to push it to that edge and not go over it. You're like, okay, they're going so far here, but can we actually say this? Mm-hmm. And that's what made it great. But then, yeah, when Stern went to Sirius and ONA were on XM, yeah, you could say fuck and cunt every other word. It, it, there's a little bit of that creative factor that kind of gets taken away. Although mm-hmm. it is kind of freeing that you can go on the air and say fucking cunt. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is amazing. Cause like, even when I did the meanest listener contest, we went through that. The jokes that we got through were amazing. Uh, I think Yucko had one about scrambling Robin's eggs in or whatever and making a fucking monkey sandwich or something like that. Or like it, it, that got cut. You know what I mean? And it fucked him up because you're now you're on the delay. 
and he lost 20 or 30 seconds or maybe 30 or 40 seconds and that he couldn't do it and i easily crushed him in the competition then at the, that was the final one wow that's fucking crazy yeah but we split the price anyway you see because i knew it was either me or him and i was like you can use 20 grand right and he was like yeah i go let's just fucking whoever wins splits it you know what i mean because it was just the why have pressure going into the finals you know it was it was three of us at the end and we were like, there's no way that this one, but we, I think we, we signed up earlier to do it. Do you think Kevin and Gino, they get, they get back together and they're cool again? Because yeah, I think honestly, from what I'm seeing from afar, cause I've, I've, I've lived with Gino. I've worked with mm-hmm. Kevin for over two years on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I think the blind, the, the, the lines got so blurred that they actually might not like each other, but not really but they like each other, but they don't. It's weird. Like, I think they really think they hate each other, but they don't. Yeah, it can, it can de- definitely, uh, it will work out. There's no doubt in my mind. You know, it's like, uh, like I said, it's not about, I was telling Gino yesterday, it's not about winning all the time. Like, I can win with my wife if I want, but then I piss her off. You understand? Yeah. So why not know I won and not say anything? And it's okay that way. You don't have to win. Like I said, if you break even... Breaking even's fucking great. You know what I mean? You don't have to win all the fucking time. You're not in the Super Bowl. Right. I like, see, that the thing about Gino, just this year, you've had Aaron Berg pin him against a wall. You've had him get punched by Pat <laughs> Dixon. What? You what had, happened? I don't know. I've never, has Gino <laughs> mentioned that on In Hot Water? I don't have no idea. Pat Dixon and, was on drugs. <laughs> I'm doing my Frankie impersonation. <laughs> and, and then obviously you had the Kevin thing a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what is it? I mean, like, I- I've always thought Gino was a fairly likable guy because you like going out drinking with him and mm-hmm. uh, partying. And, Dude, and I live with him. He was so boss. much fun. Like, exactly. I lived with him for six months. We had a blast together. But he pisses people off. And okay. I mean, is, is it because he just needles to the point where somebody's like, I can't take it anymore. I have to assault him. You see, now you can look at it that way, but then you can look at what he says, what he's doing. OK, he said. Instead of taking it, he's fighting back, okay? And people don't like that, you know what I mean? Because he, he was never, he was never, like, you can say, oh, God, he's drunk, he's yelling at people now. But he was never like that, and you know that, you know what I mean? He was always, yeah. it was like ha- having a, a cool chick with you. No, that's, I think what happens is, he, you know, when you get a, you know, in Anthony's world, you you almost like you think you have to become this shock jock or something. Mm, no, my... I don't think I I don't think he's that stupid. You fucking faggot. Yeah, but the whole thing <laughs> is is that okay to go in there and try to be Anthony is the stupidest thing. You understand? You can't do it. He can't do it. Look at him. He's like a fucking. He goes, look. He's like a he's like a black lady at Wawa. You know, <laughs> it was like he he fucking he was fucking like a maniac, and he did want to kill him there. That was the point where he really wanted. Now, now this was the hardest thing trying to get him now, right there, because because the other one I got in front of him, I had to, I had to, you know, it was between the door. There's no way he's getting through. Here, he's trying to get to it. He's got something in his hand. He just picked up. He's smashing the thing. Look, he's smash. And I'm like, fucking god, man. Then he this goes back crazy. in the studio. <laughs> yeah, it was it because Gino was popping out like a rabbit everywhere. You know, his head. You see his bandana just yelling like a whack a ball. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's like Anthony had the right idea. Just sit there and fucking make funny lines. But like I knew if somebody hits somebody, it's over. You know what I mean? You can't have that. You know, you can't have where Kevin wouldn't be allowed up there. That would be bad for radio. You fucking <laughs> It's fucking great. Look at him. He's like fucking nuts. Look at and I'm like, here, I got to chase him again. Like, all of a sudden, he makes a move right there. And I'm like, ah, here we go. Oh, no, this is on way out. Okay. And then he slams. Now he slams the door from the inside. Really the power fucking, goes out. Everything goes black. And he just looks back and he walks out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It it's really classic. was like the Sopranos ending. You just, you just need don't stop believing. You would think it was fake because of the way it just everything like I caught him at the last minute all the time. But it, it, there's no way we can act that fucking good. No, you he, know? Kevin's a terrible actor. He'll even tell you he, <laughs> so he's not that good of an actor. <laughs> can you, can, you, so can you find that, Chad, if uh, Kevin on Spin City where he's the Santa Claus? Oh, yeah. I think it's somewhere. Yeah, let me see if I can find that. Yeah. I found it. I've watched, and it's definitely Kevin. And he's not the not a very good actor. Bob, <laughs> when did you ever? When did you meet Kevin the first time? I would assume it's what thirty years ago, thirty year friendship. No, actually, I met <laughs> him. I would, I would, I didn't know who he was truthfully because, uh, I don't know why I didn't know who he was. I heard the name, and then he had his show before Anthony, I believe. Because I would see him when I was in there, and he's like, "How you feeling?" Like he was always nice to me, and I was like, "Who's that?" And they go, "Kevin Brent." And then I was doing his show. I did his show like it was two years, three years ago, right, right before the roast. It it was like it might have been the day of the roast when I first met him. It, so it you that, guys, so you guys never were like worked alongside each other in the city in clubs. Never, nowhere on the road, nowhere, you know. Uh, and then I just, I was like, this guy's fucking, I, I like what he does. Uh, is this the episode? No. That's yeah. It. Yeah, it that's it. That's Kevin, the one who is uh, right here. Because everyone else is just, I don't even think they say anything in the episode. It's Michael J. Fox. Mm -hmm. He was Hit supposed to get my button. Hit I can't, I, I don't know how to do it. I don't, I don't have the technology. They just hit that, really? You don't want to work calling it. We're willing to let that one go. Most of this stuff. Right. I, can't, I can't get a good volume on it. It's it's definitely if you go watch it, it is definitely Kevin. And oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know him until that. And then when I work with him, I go, okay, I'm gonna do a little research on him. And I did because I I haven't seen like a town like that truthfully on the radio and just somebody that would just fucking didn't care. And then I, I figured out his timing, which is usually a long, he'll go on a oh, rant yeah. a and then he'll stop and then he'll go into another rant. So if you jump in there, you're, you're, yeah. you're jumping on him. So you let him go to twice. There could be a third time that he's going to go in a rant, especially in Zoom. It's hard with him. But you, you once you know that he's going to at least go for two and then third is up in the air, if you can get in there and then boom. So you, you figure it out and then it works fine. But yeah, I was like, like if I listen to people that said, "Oh God, he's an asshole," you you don't want to know, you know what I mean? I would never have met him. Like I don't go by that, you know. I don't go by those rules. Like you're, whatever. You're probably more intrigued when people say that. <laughs> oh no, especially after seeing how good he is on the radio, I was like, you know, he was like Stern was years ago. You know what I mean? That's how he is. You know, you don't see that. So it's like that attracted me to what he does. You know, and he and he's a good guy. Like when you, I, I, 
when you hang out with him, he's a dip, you know what I mean? He's before he goes on stage, he's quiet as a motherfucker. But once he gets off, he's fucking no, no, he, no he's a fun hang, dude. I got, I got drunk, drunk with him a couple times, and it was a lot of fun. We got drunk mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh together and uh, New York. We like, we always had a blast hanging out down here in Tampa, and mm-hmm. it's just. We just had one bad fucking day. The fact that I got one blow up with him in five years is that's that's not bad. That's pretty good. No, that's good. Like I can't see. I really people say I can't wait to you guys blow up. I go. I it. I don't. I can't see it happening because I don't like. I'm not that kind. I don't go at people. You know what I mean? We do. I think he respects. Yeah, he respects you more than anybody who's been on the show. More than Chad and Lenny and Neil. Or I was gonna say Neil. Jesus, uh, Brian. I would hope so. God damn it. (laughs) But I'm like, you can definitely tell he has that. No pun intended. A reverence towards Bob Levy. Mm because we get along we uh we you know i'm always saying this is what you should be doing this he's very hard to get to listen sometimes you know what i mean and and go there's so much more out there for you you know what i mean you have to have a set time if you're going to go live you know what i mean a set time will will put your live numbers up 30 percent if we get to promote it you know and like it's just it's like certain thing, like fucking doing your own thing, you know, fucking getting your own. I, I always had an idea of doing your own fucking, you know, website where you stream on, you know, like, because why not? Yeah, it can't be that expensive, but at least it's yours. At least you fucking, you know, you you do what you want to do. You can bring on other shows and 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 build something because you got to look it's a business now it's you have opportunities to do good for yourself and if you just sit there and and not get taken on by other people you got to do something i was talking to tony before you popped on and we're reason why we think uncle rico works so well Mm -hmm. and a lot of these other podcasts they don't understand is because one you and shuli are great comics and two you actually know john so yeah. th- that makes it all different. So you're fun with it. You're playful with it. And it's hilarious. Where a lot of these lower level tier podcasts, in my opinion, they're just they're trying to cash in. But you guys actually fucking know the guy. Yeah. I mean, it's easier to to know the guy and see what you've been through. And when you're around him, what he thinks he's is a favor. You know what I mean? Or not a favor. And it, it and it and it and they hear somebody talking about a time when it wasn't what he's saying, you know, he, it was, you, you were fucking answering the phone for Howard. It wasn't that big of a, you know what I mean? Right. It wasn't like fucking Howard Stern and stuttering John with Robin, you know, it's like to hear the shit. And then the Jay Leno shit when he's sitting in the audience. I mean, it's just funny. Uh, I mean, I'm still, I'm still not mad at him. I'm not mad at him at all. It, it's just busting balls. Well, he blew up at me. We we had a big fallout, and that was a uh, because he was like it was right around the time Chrissy Mayer was trying to make a name for herself with John, and mm-hmm. then I defended John on Carl's podcast, so that became a thing. And then so John started trying to manipulate me and do things, and I saw mm-hmm. it. And then he put, he doxed my email. He put it out there, and I told him to take the, f- the fucking email down, and mm-hmm. he just blew up at me like. And then we, you know, it was over after that. <laughs> well, it, 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 people don't realize when you're trying to say no or some don't do that. It's like, it's why does he? Why did we get mad? You know, it's crazy. It's like, what the fuck's the matter with him that he's going to get mad because he said to get rid of it? You know, 
But people are fucking nuts. It's not a business for normal people. You know, Tony, there's you... not many normal people in this business. Now, Tony, do you, do you have John on your podcast? No, um, the, my interaction, I, I really haven't had much, but I know I was going to open for him when they were bringing him to that uh, the place over in, outside of Youngstown. And I, I told the story on one of our podcasts, but um, it was one of those like, hey, you want to you want to do a show with John, like either feature mm-hmm. or host or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I remember stuttering John, whatever. That's cool. And it was like the week of. So it was Monday, maybe Tuesday. And the show's supposed to be Friday, Saturday. And I call the uh, the booker or the owner. I say, hey, what's going on with the show? I'm like, I want to promote it. And I said, oh, yeah, that we had to cancel. We only had three tables or no, three people, one table. Oof. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, John isn't much of a draw, is he? And uh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, I, I never really I, I never disliked the guy. But then you start hearing about all this stuff that comes out. I, I, I dislike him from a non-personal like he's never pissed me off. He's never done anything to me. It's just it's kind of like when you see a, a celebrity or an athlete. Oh, we got another special like. guest. Uh Oh, Oh my God. I, I don't Reverend. Do you know you guys know each other? Hold on. Oh, no, I never met him. Holy shit. Godfrey. Godfrey. What's up, brother? Hey there. Godfrey, hey. do you know the Reverend Bob Levy? No. We never met. We never... Yeah. Bob yeah. Levy. Heard it. Yes. Hey. What's you guys up, been man? in comedy for a long time, both of you. But you two. don't see each other. If you're headlining, no, you're not going to run into don't. each other. Yeah. Yeah. We, no, we don't see that. You, you can... That's a lot of comics that just don't see each other, but they're around. We're aware of each other. Yeah. We just don't, you know, you know, just doing what we do, man. Exactly. So big, you can actually hide in New York. You can actually hide. You Bob, really when, Bob, when did you start comedy? What year? Oh, uh, like 88, I think. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fucking, uh, it was a weird time because it was an easy, it was an easy time because you had the good clubs with the open mics. And yeah. then there were so many clubs up. You know, I was headlining after two years because there was wow. everywhere. There was everywhere out there. And you'd learn to fuck it. You were always up once you started working and you learn uh, if I want to keep doing this, I got to kick ass every show. And, wow. you know, but, you know, you don't get a lot of help. You know, most comedians don't help each other like you all of a sudden. Ah, you, it's just like that. Yeah. You don't know anything about the business because nobody's there to help you. You know what I mean? And it's the weirdest thing. And then you learn it and you learn it from the front to the back. And that's how you move up. That's how you do good in this business. If you just fucking if you count on other people and fucking and and listen to bookers, uh, what what you should be in paid you. It's not it's not a job. It's a side job. Yeah. Yeah. Can you see me? Yeah, we can see you. But. uh, Godfrey, Bob Levy got big through the Stern show back in the day when it was huge. Like that's his. That's his whole thing and, oh cool, cool and you cool. you had your little situation with stern too right <laughs> what happened what about they what? made you come in to do a voice and they made you wait around oh man that was terrible man um i did a voice before there i just did some voices because he likes impersonations and whatever yeah but they had me waiting one time so long i left i was like i'm out of here the fuck is this shit i was yeah. like it was it was stupid it was like, oh, we we want you to go on at a certain time. I said, cool. I was waiting literally like almost two hours. To, I was like, I'm not that important to you guys. It's all good though, but I gotta go. I gotta, exactly. It's crazy. 
No, he did that too. Uh, you know who he pissed off big time? Patrice. Was it was funny as hell because we were doing the roast. Mm-hmm. And he might have wanted him for the carver roast, right? Which he would have killed on. And uh I I call him up and he's like, dude, I'm not fucking tell tell him how to go fuck himself. He goes, he goes, I fucking go on there and he goes, Oh, the fat guy that went to uh, like he something about uh he he went on vacation somewhere and he just said it called him a fat comedian like the fat black comedian from whatever this thing and he goes tell that guy to go fuck himself if he's gonna talk like that and we yeah. never got him on the show because of that and uh it was like you know patrice would would fucking would have destroyed on there and it was probably it might have been a time when opie and anthony were off the air for that short time remember for a oh, couple oh, of years yeah, yeah. From that and, it, and he could have came on there and fucking killed on there until Opie and Anthony came back and, and gone back and forth because he wasn't like a regular player, you know what I mean? Like an employee or whatever they call it. And yeah. uh, and he just said, fuck him because he disrespected him. And, and, and yeah. you can't disrespect if you think you're bigger than, you know what I mean? The people that you want on the show, the, these are the people that bring the funny to the show. And you're yeah. going to fuck around with them. It, it doesn't always work out. Not everybody's going to sit back and take it in the ass. Bob, I don't know if you know this, but you, you and Godfrey have something in common. You're both banned from the Sirius XM building. Both of you two. Nice. <laughs> really? That's fucking great. I. Oh, yeah, I think because I, I know I can't because I uh, was fired. I got a show right. on Urban View. The It's a black radio mm-hmm. show. I got I would do I would do like some little funny excerpts for this lady. She's like a political writer chick and she saw me in the hallway, you know, the glass. You can see people mm-hmm. in the she saw me. Hey, big fan, can you come do some like I like bringing comedians on and call it Funny Friday, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So I would do it a few times. And when I go on the road, people say, Yo, I heard you on this show, but I said, Oh, this it's pretty much working. Let me let me do that some more often, you know. So I would do it and then this lady offered me a show because she got to take over that channel. So she got, I'm trying to, you know, refresh the channel, put some new voices on there. Would you like a radio show? I go, I don't know. I've never done, I never had a radio show. Well, in college, I kind of did for a semester, but I never had a, you know, radio show. I do my friends' radio shows. I, yeah. I never thought about it because sometimes you got to wake up at certain times and it takes fucking, you know. So um, I did it. It was a 12 o'clock show. Chad's been on, was on it, um, and uh, it was a mainly African American uh, channel. But I didn't care because I was like, "Oh, this would be cool. I can be consistent." You know, I'm not. It's in the afternoon. I did it. It was one hour, and uh, I started it. Hit the ground running. Shit was going good. They ended up giving me two hours. You know, like real quick, like because yeah. people were demanding me to come back, come back. And it was a conservative black channel because Al Sharpton's on that channel still. Okay. And uh, people were looking forward to my shit. It was like I was just adding new shit. I was loud and talking shit, and you know, you were connecting with the truckers too. The truckers loved you. Truckers loved mm-hmm. me because they weren't even being recognized, which was weird. I was like, mm-hmm. "How do you not recognize the main motherfuckers subscribing for me?" I don't. Yeah. So I was doing all this like um, black. I was doing a seat like DB, like yeah, this is a. Uh, to just uh, chop the thunder coming down <laughs> all this shit you're doing like cw sh- mccall from convoy <laughs> convoy <laughs> bj mckay <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> and so I was like, wow, this is really working, man. And I had a whole crew of truckers that would call in on a regular, you know, and tell jokes and just, you know, tell me how they felt that week. And I had them honking their horns at 6 p. When I moved to, I moved to uh, 6 to 8 p.m. I got a prime yeah. And I had them honking their horns at fucking 6 p.m. I was doing really well. And then I got fired over some bullshit, something I said. But I go, you hired me to talk shit. Exactly. And I told him, I said, I didn't even want the show. I was like, I don't really want to do radio because you guys are so known to fire comedians. And you always promise them that they're going to be able to do what they want. And then you end up fucking them. Mm -hmm. And I go, I want that. And I said that to them. Straight off before I even did the show, I said, don't do that corporate bullshit. And and they did exactly what I asked them not to do. You know, yeah. so I, I cursed out the lady. She she was trying to talk shit about me. And I told her, I said, listen, bitch, you might want to shut the fuck up because when it comes to going back and forth, that's what the fuck we're built for. So yeah. I will tear your fucking book writing soft, you know, Martin Luther King ass. You keep fucking with me. This is Malcolm X. This ain't Dr. King. Yeah. All four of us right now, every everybody on this show right now has been fired from radio. Every single one of us. <laughs> I, said, I will. And she was like, well, why do you tell people I fired you? Because you did. Yeah. You called me and said I was fired. So you did it. Don't be telling me someone else on the upper. You called me in the morning. When I left, when I was at Sirius X, when I went to DC, DC Improv, I even went to the D, um, the Sirius XM um, um, office just to promote mm -hmm. on my own. I woke up early to hit some other shows. I didn't have to. And then you fired me when I got back to New York. I was like, you fired me. Yeah. Period. So yeah, it was it was fucking. And why stupid. did why did they ban you from the building? Because she took no. it as a threat. I don't know. I yeah. never threatened her i never know but I, I didn't threaten her she was just trying to insult me on her show and my fans were telling me like yo she's like trying to say little shit no. hope abs at you so i was here they would dm me on instagram going yeah karen's like i think she was jealous because your show is doing so well i was mm. killing and people were waiting for my show and i think it was just a jealousy thing and you know and uh she wanted me to and i even helped her out with her show like i would yeah. add sound effects and do some voiceover shit for her and and she was supposed to be this helping black people shit and yeah. she was shit. everybody's full of shit well you that's what, I mean? what it is we were just talking about that how in this business you're not gonna really find friends like you did when growing up and you gotta get used to getting people just are are, are flaky in this fucking business and it could yeah. be for any reason that yeah. they find might hurt their career or you didn't do right for them anymore. You're not giving them or it's anything. And it's like, you got to get past that. Otherwise it'll fucking drive you crazy. Cause you're really yeah. not going to go, Oh man, I'm going to, I want to yeah. hang out with this guy tonight. You know what I mean? And yeah. Like you're not going to see me at people's barbecues. You know what I mean? Like comedians, barbecues. It's not my thing. I, I can't, I can't listen. You got to get away from the business when you're off i look at it that way yeah yeah you you go crazy comedians talking shit about you you don't <laughs> yeah. really... i didn't know this person was dogging me i don't even know this person you know i always say to them yeah godfrey just to give you an idea bob levy's uh, kevin brennan's only friend left right now he's down <laughs> to bob levy 
<laughs> no, he's Bob, gonna, back, Bob will be good back on the show going, fuck Kevin. <laughs> no, you see, I get along with him and I get him. I get him. You understand? I get his talent on the yes. radio. Like, like you have to get that before, you know, you go, okay, I'm going to get that before I became friends with him. Mm -hmm. I was like, I appreciate what he does. And then when you become friends with him, you're like, oh, okay. Now I get this. I, (laughs) this could, this could last a couple months. No, No, it'll last for a long time because I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, nothing upsets me anymore. You know what I mean? Once I get up Xanax, I was like, if I get nothing's uh-huh. gonna bother me anymore. And I'm not gonna especially in this business, you know, because this business will drive you fucking crazy if you're thinking why. If you think why something happens in this business, like bad or whatever, you'll go crazy trying to figure it out. So just you just go with it and you have fun and you laugh at everything else, you know. Like 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 with Gino, he was yelling at me, getting mad at me, but I love him. I've known him for 30 years. So Gino Bisconti? Yeah, I'm not gonna Godfrey's, let him Godfrey's not a big Gino fan. Yeah. No, Gino, oh Gino, I've always been nice to Gino. I just didn't yeah. know he was using the N-word and just being very derogatory towards black people. I didn't because I was always nice to him. He was always cool. And I was like, and then like Chad and some white comedians were like, Yeah, Gino and Anthony, they just use this N-word thing all the time. I go, well, white folks have always been obsessed with black people. And <laughs> the, the most dangerous I love place, starting shit. <laughs> the most dangerous place to be for a black person is in a white man's imagination. So mm-hmm. um, I mean, I mean, as soon as you as you as soon as you pick up any kind of American music, you're obsessed with black people. Yeah. You know, we created the shit. So whatever. And you know, and and this will be this. Gino will be the same guy that ha- that has a whole full jazz collection. You call them <laughs> people the N-word, but you love Coltrane. I'm just like, I'm sick of this shit. And Godfrey, I all- Godfrey, Gino, were, I- were you upset when Pat Dixon punched him, Godfrey? I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, Pat- Gino doesn't use that. Like, he uses it on the show. Okay? He would yeah. never... Use it, which is weird because he's doing it as he says Ooh, to I be like able it's like, not it's like to a give. Character. It's like Mr. No, Hans no, not to give power to oh, a word. Hey. I don't know what that means, but like I, he's like if 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 you give power to a word, that's when you lose. But I don't. Well, why, I, well, why don't you use like all the other slurs, chink and you know, you're a Jewish guy. I dare he won't dare do that, will he? No, he won't. Oh yeah, he, he does. <laughs> He does. He, he used the K word. Oh yeah. I I haven't heard him say that oh, one yet. Yeah, he. Yeah, a lot of people tread real lightly around that one. No yeah. one. And you know what's so funny is no one really uses the K word like they used to. They go. They'll say the word Jew in a real harsh way. They'll yeah. Say, they'll say the J a little differently. Yeah. Damn. Rah, you know what I mean? Yeah. They'll they, go Jew ish. <laughs> yeah. Right. They'll say that, but. The N-word is just the freshest word ever. I always say the N-word is the Nike of slurs. Well, you know, speaking of Godfrey, we got we got a black guy and a Jew on here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's a joke. The, no, I was just, I, I actually Nobody can your... fire us. <laughs> we got a black guy, a Jew, on. and a Polak. That's right. Wow. <laughs> nice setup. That's, that's, that's Archie Bunker starting to joke in his chair. 
So what do you what do you what do you guys think of the Kyrie stuff? I, I'm I'm legitimately interested. I wanted to talk to you because you were in Cleveland, Godfrey, but uh, I yeah. just had work and shit going on. What do you okay. think of what's going on, and why is why is there a lot of hesitation from the black community to come out and support? I guess LeBron said something the other day and kind of supported him, but. It was well, like several days after. Is it? Is it? Are they afraid? Is it the whole thing where, you know, it, they don't want to piss off the people who are paying, or writing their paychecks? Like, and, what what is going on here? Well, the people they say it are that that they're like, well, these guys have this much power. Those same people are saying, no, we don't. But those same people are shutting Kyrie down. <laughs> it's like, you know, those. My thing is this: the stuff that they require for ta- Kyrie is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. He like you apologize, boom, pay five hundred thousand dollars, sit with the anti defamation league. Exactly. You're you're literally taking a slave and beating them in the town square and clowning them. That's like that's too much. Yeah, like, like he's the only one. Like if he apologize, if anyone else apologizes, it's kind of over. They don't send you to classes. Yeah, right, learn right. about the Jews. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, yeah, right, we right. want you to get on this train and go and, and right, do right. the voyage. Right, you know right. it's it doesn't make any sense. It's like right. you apologize. You, it's over with. That's what apologizing is. Move is, on. on. Yeah. It's like, man, I mean, I, Sarah Silverman, I've known a long time. Mm-hmm. You got Howard Stern got called Kyrie to ask, but they all wore blackface. Mm-hmm. They all wore blackface. So now why don't Howard Stern pay 500000 to the NAACP and mm-hmm. sit down <laughs> with the Martin Luther King Foundation and all this other shit, you know By what the I mean? Way, I, Sarah Silverman lost idea. her virginity to Kevin Brennan just to yeah. tie it in a bow. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> and so, um, it's like it's like yeah, it's like why can't you know they? Um, why don't they do that same thing? Jimmy Kimmel put on blackface. Exactly that same thing. It's like when it the problem is is when it comes to black people, someone will call us the N word, and then we have to move on. I, I, I think it's kind of our fault because we don't put the pressure and get angry enough because the anti, anti-defamation league, the, when they, when, when you piss them off, they come mm-hmm. down so hard. Like they go, nah, nah, no, 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 not having that shit. The problem with black people is that church mentality. Let's just forgive, move on, blah, blah, blah. Enough of that shit. We need to be just as hardcore and plenty of people offend us. I mean, we get offended every fucking day. So, if it ain't a police shooting or police harassment or microaggressions at work or or clowning us on TV. And remember this, too, um, Mr. Lee, <laughs> a lot of a lot of writers in sitcoms were Jewish cats and they made yeah. us say dynamite. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can look at the credits on oh, yeah. the, like there's a lot of Steins and Bergs that told us to go. Listen, job turkey. <laughs> Exactly. Even Sanford and Son. You look at any of those, what's happening. Just look at anything back then and and look through it. And you can see. And that's why, like, like people like John Amos would say, yeah, this is not what we would say or do. He would stand up for himself and he was off the fucking show. Yeah. Norman Norman Lear, a man of Jewish faith. Mm hmm. You have to, you're not coming back because he stood up for dignity because he goes, well, black people, we're not like that. There's more dimension to us. Yeah. And he's such a fantastic character oh, on yeah. 
he was like the glue and they wanted JJ to keep doing buffoonish shit. And why don't they get, why don't they do send $500,000? But JJ, JJ Walker made a lot of money off dynamite. It doesn't matter, (laughs) but, but at the sacrifice of the black image, Hmm. you know, and you don't see, I mean, the Jewish faith, they don't do that. They, they may make fun of themselves here and there, but they're usually put in a good light. They talk about their nuances, you know, you know, like with Larry David, near mm-hmm. his which is fantastic. Yeah, there's a balance, even with JB Smooth. There's a balance, yeah. you know, and that's how it should be. But you going coming down on Kyrie, it's almost like you're really trying to make an example of him. And you know what? The Nation of Islam is pushing. They're like fuck that, and a lot of people like fuck that, and a lot of the players like. Shaq is a friend of mine, a good friend of mine. He called him an idiot the other day. He said, oh, I don't. And Charles Barkley is the king of sellouts, so fuck him. But <laughs> he's really the king of sellouts. But Shaq, I, I was a little surprised because he said, yeah, Kyrie, he's an idiot or something. And Shaq has a lot of businesses, a lot of yeah. businesses. He owns Papa John's. And that, but that just goes to show you that there is, there are powerful people of the Jewish faith because a lot of black people want to say something and they can't because of that. Mm-hmm. You understand? It's yeah, an I interesting was... dynamic because uh, you've yeah. heard this for years. I, re- I mean, 30 years ago, for God's sake, I heard Ice Cube and No Vaseline. He said, talking about easy, you let a Jew break up my crew. Yeah. And <laughs> that this the, the dynamic, uh, yo, yeah, <laughs> exactly. the dynamic between the black community and the Jewish community. And I kind of see, you see it with like the trans community and the lesbians now where you're seeing these former men who call themselves women beating the shit out of women. And then lesbians mm-hmm. are like, I guess that's okay. I don't know what to do. And then if they do criticize, they're called TERFs and it's just this back and mm-hmm. forth. So me as a cisgender straight white male, I just sit back and go, all right. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be funny I'm if, involved. If, if we put if we put uh like say Kyrie goes I will go to all of this but I want all the people with black faces to go yep. and do this that yep. would be the great yep. that's the only way you do it because then you separate yep. it that somebody's getting away with something as an excuse oh it's like everybody was doing it back then it doesn't make it right yep. even but to yeah. today how about this then Al Jolson he's Jewish he was wearing blackface Eddie Cantor was black, um, mm-hmm. Jewish wearing black. A lot of them were wearing blackface. And, and this is facts, Africans were involved in slave trade and a lot of Jewish people owned slaves too. So what are we talking about? It should be an equal fucking shaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it should be equal shaming. You know, it's like black soldiers fought for the freedom of Jewish um people in, in, in the camps, they came and fought and, and, re, and freed a lot of Jewish men and women in the camps, black soldiers. And the Germans treated the, treated the, um, the, um, the German, the, the black soldiers were treated worse, mm-hmm. even though they freed a lot of Jews. Even when, when, when um, Schmeling got knocked out by, was it Lewis, Joe Lewis or yeah. Ali? Uh, no, it had to Joe be way back. It was Joe Lewis. Joe, yeah. Lewis, Joe Lewis knocked him out and, um, Jewish people were like, hell yeah, hell yeah, that's what's up. Ali, Billy Crystal's eulogy for Ali was so good, man. He goes, Ali literally helped our Jewish foundation. He fucking gave his time. Blah, blah, blah. What the fuck? Do the same for us, man. Do this. I mean, are we that 
invaluable to people. The only time we're valuable is when we're scoring a touchdown or dunking a basketball or punching mm-hmm. or throwing punches. I mean, what the fuck? We're human beings, man. You know, and who, who can uh-oh. forget Ted Dancing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what I'm with- saying. It's like, why can't they do something where you say, okay, you want me to say this and do this? Yeah. I want I want them with me. Yeah, and it would be hilarious because there would be no answer for him. They would have no answer. They would say it would go away if he said that because they have no answer. And that thing is like, it's not, Kyrie Irving's not anti-Semitic, please. He's not anti He just go. he just, because it's facts that there are black Jewish Jews, very old. Oh, by the way. Sammy Davis Jr. But not even that, he converted. My thing is, my tribe, Igbo tribe, in Nigeria are one of the oldest Jewish, like they're like the oldest Jewish people, like some of the oldest Jewish people. And this, this Jewish rabbi, I have a, I have a video. He's Ashkenazi. He's explaining it. He goes, no, those, those black Israelites that are in New York looking kind of crazy, yelling at people. He Mm -hmm. goes, they are actually connected to the evil Jewish people from hundreds of years ago. They're it's actually for real, you know, Mm -hmm. The tribe and and there's Jews of all races. It's it's not a it's not fake. It's like you know what I mean. Because you know yeah. when you Bob, you say, "Hey, don't I look Jewish?" And you have that look. You go, "Yeah, he looks Jewish." You know that was always that look, like Ari Russian. Yeah, yeah, Ari, Ari Shapiro looks yeah. Jewish. Ari looks really Jewish. <laughs> yeah, Dave, yeah, Ari David Tell. Oh, Modi, 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 yes. Modi that's my boy. Modi's my man. Yeah. Modi, Elon Gold, and all of these guys. And I go, but there are Mexican Jews. There are black Jews. Yeah. There are a lot of, I wish it would just, they would just go, hey, man, let's recognize this as a faith that it, they shouldn't just do that and stop this fucking, you know what I mean? It's like, now you're being, like, are you Aryan or are you, are you, come on now. Yeah, you see, Ar- one thing I was brought up, okay, my father was Jewish, my mother wasn't. So that makes me not oh, Jewish. Okay. But here's the thing. we I was brought up like Protestant, Catholic, but we never went to oh. church. So we never had, we never looked at religion or whatever or color or anything. We didn't look at anybody different because we didn't have a thing. Like we right. didn't have a thing to go with, with this or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. and it was a oh, different thing. Orthodox, yeah. That's, yeah. You're like- and, and another thing I met, we went to a game, we met Kerr. Uh, Kyrie Irvin at a game in Philadelphia, uh, right? We, my ex-wife was from Cleveland, so she sees. She goes, "That's Kyrie's dad over there." We go over oh, there. I met, is, 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 his dad's his dad's great. His name's Drake. He's a good dude. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You talk to him. We talked to him for at least twenty minutes, okay? <laughs> and my ex-wife said, "She goes, I just want to say what a good kid you raised." It was probably the rookie year and all that, and. He went, she knew everything about, he took care of the family. He did everything. The man that he was, the man that yeah. he was, Kyrie, there's no way is what they would say. No. Like he just, he, he's he lost like, his mom but, at an early age and his dad like picked up everything, man. Yeah. He had a great dad. And he yeah. was such a polite, great person to talk to. I mean, and it was like, we, we ended the conversation because we didn't think he wanted to, you know what I mean? We didn't want to bother him. And he was just right. so kind. And yeah. Yeah. and you can see with his background of what she knew about him uh, uh, yeah. and everything of his life. 
yeah. because they grew up on, you know, in Cleveland, basketball is like, you know, everything about these people. And uh, I, like, it's one of those things where, I mean, I, Kyrie gave LeBron problems, but that's internal, you know, teammates mm-hmm. like Westbrook and all that. That's internal. You know, we don't know what's going on in a day to day. We don't know what their goals are. So people, you know, that's different. But mm-hmm. a lot, it's like, there's a point where you're like, do you see me as just a, a, as a human being or just an athlete? Like, mm-hmm. and it's, like, look what they did to Kaepernick. It was obviously racism bullshit because he kneeled down and he goes, I'm just kneeling down because they're killing us. That They're killing us in the street. That's all I'm saying. And then the guy, what's funny is Kaepernick was given that idea by a white soldier. White soldier said, hey, man, why don't you kneel down in silence? Okay. And then they still were like, we don't care. It's like, but yeah, I, I never knew that. I never knew yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because like I from what I hear, like everything coming my way is he his career wasn't going good. Like I could be totally this is what I was. his. So he did something to get him in the thing. But I if I look back at his record right now at that time, uh, what he was his how he was a quarterback at that time. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I just know, you know, and, and plus the. Star Spickle Banner is a slave song. It's some slave shit in it. <laughs> Back then, they wrote it in what? 17 blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was like, that was like, the that was like you're at your peak in racism. 1700. <laughs> like, I mean, it was on and popping. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Let the hatred begin, baby. As you know Dino would call it, the good old days. <laughs> goes, yeah, yeah. The good old days. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Um... Francis yeah, so Scott Key. Francis Scott Key. And it, it's like mm. all this slave shit in it. And they cut that part out. And then we got to hold our hands. Cut that part out. Yeah. See, then you, gotta, I, you hold your hands to your chest to an almost all black team, by the way, who weren't allowed to play sports with white athletes. If we know that history, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, okay, stand for the national anthem. But there's slave lyrics. We're dying in the streets, but we're making all this money for everybody. People are wearing my jersey, this, this, that. But I can't speak up for my motherfucking self. Like, it's like you feel dehumanized. And then you're trapped. They go, if you say something, we're not going to let you buy another house. If you say <laughs> something. And I know how you black people want to shine and want to buy your Porsche and your Escalade. You ain't going to get no Escalade. You say anything black and having any humanity. And then we get called the N-word by people in the in the stands which is weird. You know, I, I just think it's weird that people can compartmentalize. Wow. Black people at entertainer. And then as soon as you go, Hey man, I'm being treated wrong. Oh, you goddamn N word. Wait a minute. What? Holy. It's the compartmentalization that fucks me up. I go, you really don't see me as a human being. You don't see me going to the grocery store. You don't see me changing my daughter's diapers. Or you don't, you don't see that mm-hmm. the simple part. And then if I'm not playing sports, now I'm a nuisance in your neighborhood. Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> now, you, know, star, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I want to talk about you brought up something about the Star Spangled Banner that, that they cut yeah. something out. You see, I would not even know. Now, what yeah, they, they cut, cut. Yeah, it's a slate. Yeah, the, the lyrics have slavery and yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> you see, I had no idea about it. You see, there's certain things you're known or you're taught. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And, of course. it was and, like the in the home of the free, except black people. And they took that out. <laughs> Right, right. At that part, they cut that part out. But it's like when they cut out Biggie. Now you know, you know, 
<laughs> if you don't know, now you know, Bubba. No, that was my favorite thing, Godfrey, when I used to DJ, was that I would play that song and in <laughs> suburban white bars, and I would just look around. I'm like, are they going to say it? Are these girls, how drunk are they? Are they going to say it? Oh, that, yeah. like, they said it. And, <laughs> and the funny thing is the watching look around, like, look, I'm not saying it's a, it's, he's saying it's a song lyric, and they start looking around like, Can But I? it's true, though. <laughs> But no, but listen, it's yeah. almost a catch-22. You go, am I racist by saying it? But he said, it's the fault of the artist. I'm yeah. sorry. Try, sing remember, along, try singing along to 1993's The Chronic by Dr. Dre. It's it's no. pretty impossible. Do you, do you remember this, Godfrey? A couple a couple of years ago, Kendrick Lamar like brought a white girl on, on stage. What? Say it again. Ke Kendrick Lamar brought a white girl on stage, and uh -huh. he stopped the show when she, I, in a, which I think it was a plant, but she drops an N-bomb oh, because it's in that. the song, and then he proceeds to chastise her on stage that you can't say this. You understand our, our history of oppression, everything, this and this. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Which I think, again, I think it was a plant. But yeah. it was just like, eh. I mean, you know, it's it, like you said, catch 22. Catch 22, man. You like you put that lyric in there. You want mm -hmm. people and white folks are going to buy your shit. How I <laughs> Love hip hop. It's the number one genre in the world, music genre. And you they're gonna say the lyrics. Don't put it in there then. Don't put it in there. Replace the N word with motherfucker with an M so, so, word. So you're saying Gino's just been singing on his show the whole time? <laughs> that, that, that's what he's just a great rapper. You know? <laughs> I don't understand why Gino Gino says every racial slur or something. Oh yeah. But he doesn't like he doesn't live that. You understand? Like I never talked to him as well, a why person on the radio to people who are influenced by that. That's like if you I don't know what their reach is. I don't know. But I just get the reports told to me like mm -hmm. a white porn star was disgusted by him and left <laughs> a white porn star, uh, you know, a fat one, a fat one. I think oh, I she's, she's pretty popular. Oh, is it? Yeah, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I, I know, I know who you're talking about." Yeah, yeah who was yeah, it? Um, she, what's her name? She's she's kind of ugly. Like she's got like a kind of like a old lady face, but um... you got a picture, Chad. Find her. What's her name? And she was offended by Gino. Yeah, she was offended. <laughs> she, she takes eight cocks a night in her ass, and she's offended by Gino. Yeah, that's that's, hilarious. That, that's terrible. Gino, that's how bad you are, man. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't like you know he doesn't live that lifestyle like you know what i mean i've never seen off air i've never heard him say you know what i mean in a yeah. conversation you know when you have a conversation with somebody about anything it never comes up like well, that why, why does it come up on the radio i'm just i think he's trying to be like a shock jock that, no i think i think he say what he says this is what he said that by doing stuff like that, it takes away all the power of the words. And well, no, that's what black people do. Let us do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it takes away to a white, a, well, an Italian actually, because Italians weren't even considered white until a certain year. Because when they got here, I watched the PBS Italian American documentary, which was fantastic. Yeah, I saw and, True Romance too. <laughs> you saw True Romance. <laughs> you know the Moors. Yeah, the Moors, because if you look at it, you guys are black. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but yeah, I saw it and Italians looked like they were from India and they were treated like shit, put in the ghettos. And then they were categorized as in white. The ghetto. Yeah. And then bang. And then, mm -hmm. oh, you know, Visconti, really? 
I'm just like, I just, you know, that's all. I'm just, I just hear it from different people. And I go, and then Gino used to, I was he's like, hey, what's up, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, Gino, why aren't you saying it in front of certain black comics? I mean, since you're, come on. I mean, you're, and then he's talking yeah. shit about, I, like I just said, Gino needs his ass kicked. I didn't say I was going to do anything. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, guys like that need their ass kicked. And that's all I said. And they're like, oh, and Anthony Kumi's like, oh, he's obviously trying to be violent. I go, it's not about trying. You know, you saw what Pat Dixon did, so it's not hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, but I know I'm not. I'm, I'm not a. I don't fight people. I'm not a violent. I don't do that shit. Yeah. But you know, I'm. I don't. I don't like that. I hate and, it because I was. I'm always nice to him. And Pat Dixon's yeah. Irish, and he cracked his jaw, baby. Yeah. Woof. He came a nice Irish fucking t- Sunday punch. Nice that really was an Irish goodbye because he left immediately. He, he gave him a nice fucking concert, concert punch right in his face. And he said at the end, he goes, have a have a nice day. <laughs> he at least yeah. he's nice and respectful. Did he did he say that? Yeah. Have a, and he cracked him, man. And he shut his jaw. Yeah, broke his jaw. And then he didn't he blame me for that? No, no, he did. that was something that was building up with them too. Like it was oh, hard to see okay. at the time, but when you look back at it, you can go there, 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 there. That happened. Oh, yeah, because I, I mean, you know, you don't know who is who you're who you're fucking with these days. People think because you're behind a mic or whatever that people, you know, old school days, people came and saw you. Mm-hmm. You know, people came after you. That those days aren't over. You can still mm-hmm. walk to places. Yeah, did you people, know what I mean, Bob. Did people come confront you from the Stern show? What Uh-oh. do you mean? Like oh, shit mean? you said on air? Oh, no, no. Oh, all right. Look, I mean, there's a difference between doing when you can clearly see you're just fucking around. You know what I mean? And of course. I don't. It, yeah. Right. right. And you know, if, if I'm angry about it and screaming. Then you can say, yeah, this guy meant it, you know what I mean? Or whatever. It's like a comedian should be able to do what he what he wants to say, but he better back it up. And that's yeah, the whole thing. Joke. I don't mind racial jokes at all if it's done with some cleverness and like, mm-hmm. oh, that is funny. You know, I don't mind, uh, you know, talking about the stereotypes of, of different races. That's I don't I don't care about that. But then when you we know when it's coming from just a, and then you want to hide behind comedy, especially if you're not that good of a comic. Yeah, like it's hard, mm, it's hard not to a, hide behind. You can't hide behind it if you're not funny. You can't. Right, right. Yeah. Not, a, it, hey, not a Nick DiPaolo. You're not a exactly. You know, you're not one of those guys. So you're not that good with yeah. regular, let alone going into that territory. So that's what I say. You know, Bob, yeah, you got to get Godfrey at your club. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we got we're down in Vineland, New Jersey. Uh, it, it we're just a Saturday now, but it, it's cool. Like if you're ever in New York and you need to fill something with a Saturday, just let me know. How because far, how far is how far is it from? Uh, it's beef. It, it's like to the. It, it's in front of. It's to the west of uh, or whatever, like Atlantic City somewhere. It's like before oh, okay. Atlantic City. So gotcha. It, it's like and, halfway and, uh, between Philly and Atlantic City, right? Yeah, it's basically oh. it, it's like weird. It's like Philly, Vineland, Atlantic City. It's like an uh, owl or something. Uh, okay, cool. But it, it's cool. It's a cool place. But we had to go against the fucking Phillies. They were fucking. We opened the first night. It's me and Kevin Brennan. We fucking pack, kill. 
Then every other Saturday, every Saturday after that, up until last week, was the Phillies in the playoffs or the World <laughs> Series. But so it still didn't take a, it. It was game six was tough. That was a tough night for us. But the other ones, it just went down. So now we're right. we're done with that shit, and I'm sure it's going to go back. Good, right? Oh, cool, cool beans, cool beans. Yeah, so God it, for you. You guys, right. are you in Carolina now? Are you you getting ready for your show? I'm in Raleigh chilling took a nap dude i was like yeah mm. nap. i'm gonna start i'm gonna start napping it up i'm gonna become a napster man for real mm. but you oh, should I, go listen you should really go on kumia's show because kumia does not use no he doesn't chad you lie you smile but he doesn't use i don't think godfrey's going on kumia's the n-word show. he doesn't use <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't i'm telling you you guys would all forget about whatever whatever bullshit you know what i mean because when people I, I don't talk before, to each other his- yeah i know but i'm saying like when Godfrey, people don't talk bob's to all about unifying and, and bob's whole thing is bringing people together and i'm all up again i like having enemies yeah, yeah. Uh, dad likes having him enemies. But my thing is, I don't I don't hold grudges. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't hold grudges. I like people. I don't care. I just, you know, it's just I, you know, I don't. But it's just the obsession with us enough already. And then and then and then you had Neil deGrasse Tyson on your network. Like, what are you doing? I mean, who's that? Neil deGrasse Tyson is the astrophysicist. He's the yeah, he used to be going on Kumia show. He used to. Remember, oh, yeah. Cos- remember Cosmos with Carl Sagan? No. I do. You know Carl Sagan? You know Carl Sagan. I, I heard of him, but yeah. Um, Johnny Carson used to imitate him all the time. Billions and billions of stars. It's, I'm Carl it, Sagan. Yeah. He, the, he wore the turtleneck. He wore a turtleneck with the jacket with the patches on his elbows. I used hmm. to watch Cosmos as a kid. I was that nerdy. But yeah. Um. Anyway, he's he's he has his show Star Talk. He did his podcast on the Kumia Network. Mm-hmm. He's a black dude, and I'm like, that's kind of fucked up that you're being like that. And you have this black guy, this astrophysicist, the number one astrophysicist in America, and you do is in the N word. Stop. Did you do when, it? When was this? Like, when was he on there? I don't. I guess it was, I back, it was a while back. Before before pandemic, I I did his show. And uh, yeah, it was a few years ago. I was on. His- I'm glad he left because fuck that. I don't like that kind of environment. It's not. That's not cool. Because Neil is a big guy. Neil's yeah. a big man, and he's a former wrestler. And I didn't hear Kumia had. Did he say it in front of him? I I never heard Kumia actually say that word. Truthfully, well, that's I good. Have- good. Uh, I, I we go up there. I we, have video we- evidence. Go ahead. No, but we go up there and we do we do fun. We bust balls with each other. It was like you know, just having nothing fun. Nothing wrong with busting balls is like I said. I nothing mm-hmm. wrong. Every day you're using the n word for what? I don't get it. Why? But that's that's Gino. But I don't understand Gino doing that shit every day, and then you have the nerve to shake black comics' hands. Now, if we spread the word, Gino, then what's he gonna do? I'm just saying, like. Hey, yo, Gino's going to be at this club, man. Okay. You know, I don't want to. Well, that's one thing you'll never hear. Gino's going to be at this club. <laughs> you see? Hilarious. Hilarious. I just I, I just don't understand the obsession. That's all. I just don't get it. Well, that's what it is. It's more of an obsession than it is anything else, I think, at this point, truthfully. I mean, wouldn't you say that? It's like, it's like okay, what are you trying to prove at this point? And yeah. That's yeah. what I don't get. I don't. 
I just don't, I just, I just don't get it, man. It's like, ugh, it's just, I don't I know. Like, I think, go ahead. I know. I like talking tough subjects. It's fun for me. I like, no, but I, here's I, the thing. Here, yeah. Here's the thing that I noticed. I go, he was mad that Kevin called him that, right? That word that he, he uses all the oh, time. Kevin Brennan called Gino that? Because now here's the fact. Here's the fact. The fact is, is that <laughs> no, white people can be called the N word because when I grew up, it wasn't just for a, a certain. You know what I mean? It wasn't for just black people. It was for just a, a somebody that was just fucking just fucking. But Godfrey. you're Godfrey. Bob grew up in Brooklyn too. He's a Brooklyn kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. New Yorkers, even though there was race. It was just a little bit different, mm -hmm. even, you know, like I grew up in Chicago and, you know, you got the most segregated city in the country, Chicago. So the race perspective was a little different, a little more cut and dry in New York. It's wow. I met a lot of. I met I met a lot of black, I mean, a lot of white kids in New York that just grew up differently. They weren't it wasn't a segregation thing. Mm hmm. They were around a lot of a lot of different races all the time in New York. So it was yeah. very, you know, I, it, you know what I mean? So and I get it what you're saying. They would use the N-word for everybody. Yeah. And that's what I think he used it on Gino for. He goes, the word that you keep saying, that's what you are. You know what I mean? So it wasn't right. like he's throwing that word out there because right. he hates, he's saying that what you're yelling about all the time, you are that. And that's what I told Gino on the air. And he didn't understand that because he he's like, but that's racist. No, it's he's trying to tell you that you are everything that you're saying. And it's like, hey, fucking, you know, you sometimes you got to yeah. back off the gas. You got to back off the gas yeah. and, and realize, OK, I'm not winning anything by this. He always talked about winning. But how are you winning by going that direction? You know what I mean? I go everywhere. But I don't fucking go. I know. I I know yeah. when I, it's too too much. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like with women, just saying these bitches, these bitches. Like, what you must hate them. Why are you always bringing up bitches all the time? Mm -hmm. Bitch, fucking cunts. Whoa, relax, man. It's not getting funny anymore. <laughs> Comedy, you're not that good, bro. Yeah. See, they just. You got to just fucking know what you can do, what it, it's working. Yeah. Yeah. It's working. You're working to do to bring in this big audience. You're not working to get just people that are going to believe uh, hate. Maybe I, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. I, you know, because a lot of times people go that way. Even black people go that way. Candace Owens, the Hodge twins, they talk about black people always complaining about shit. And those white conservatives, yeah, those white Republicans, yeah. Like Herschel Walker is almost, is he, did he win? Their general uh, runoff. Yeah. I mean, this fucking clown, literally, they have to do a runoff yeah. to a guy clearly more like uh, qualified. And he, they're doing a runoff for a black dude that doesn't like black people. And they're, they're, they're like, yes, it's like disgusting. Like, it's, cra it's crazy. If you look at both sides of, you know, Republicans and Democrats, it's all fucked up. It's all fucked it's up. All of and, and it's like, it's like, what, you know, do you win at the end anyway? It, it ends up going back to the same shit. Really, if you're not enjoying your life, 
it, it affects you. But if you're enjoying your life, it doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect you right. who's president or anything like it that. Doesn't. It doesn't. No. Well, it I got to tell you what, guys. Uh, we're up against it in the radio business. Tony's got a role, and uh, Godfrey's got a show later. But, Godfrey, mm -hmm. get your plugs out there, my friend. Thanks for jumping my on. Plugs. If you're in Raleigh, North Carolina, I'm at the Raleigh Improv starting tonight, Saturday, Sunday. The next week is the Pittsburgh Improv, the 18th to the 20th. Follow me on the Instagram, Comedian Godfrey, and follow my um my uh, podcast in Godfrey We Trust on the Gas Digital Network Tuesdays and Fridays, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. By the way, Tony, you were great on Godfrey's podcast. You were fantastic. I loved it. It was a great time. Yeah, Bob, let me know. Yeah, yeah Bob. Yeah, no. yeah it's awesome. I'm fucking... I, I, I'll go up to the city because, you know, I don't I like you to do it in person because it's like right there. Boom, boom, you know, like yeah. that shit. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. We could talk about that shit. That'll be good. Because it's good to have a another Jewish person from the community to explain <laughs> things. By the way, Godfrey, uh, Bob Levy gave Jim Norton and Jim Florentine their first paid gigs. Yeah. That's so, wow, that's cool. Yeah, I, used that's to, I used to have a drinking problem, and I used to have them open for me and drive home. When okay. I would drive to get, I would drive, like they would come to my house and then I would get in the car, I'd drive to the gig. They'd have to drive back because I, I couldn't drive. I was so fucked up. And yeah. they were good. You've seen that they were good. And when you yeah. give somebody that's good an opportunity, it works. It works for the business. And it's, it's like there's not opportunities for people anymore, really. It's they like, did that I, with, you guys did that with Otto too, right? Because Otto didn't drive, and he he used to get loaded too, right? Well, we had fun, you know. But the whole thing is, is that Otto was fucking uh, Otto was the fucking one of the best at what he did. He was the best at what he did, and it was amazing to see him. He was one of the few, you know. You don't see many times when a comic goes on stage and all the comics run into the room or hanging out by the door watching them. You don't see that that often. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And he was he was that. Bob, Tony, yeah. what's your what's your plug so we can roll out? Uh, Levy Land on Tuesdays at seven. Uh, Brennan Levy's Comedy Club, Vineland, New Jersey. CaseyRays dot com. Uh, got a great show uh, this week. Uh, the Uncle Rico Show, taking the world by storm. Uh, go on the Shuli Show uh, on YouTube uh, or Patreon. Uh, Uncle Rico Show, and don't miss out. We're going to do a 24-hour marathon coming up in December. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to watch Can't that. Wait. I'm going to put this one out for free because I think a lot of people are going to want to watch this one a lot. Well, let's, Tony. Hope. let's hope. Let's hope. Tony, what do you got? Uh, just just Patreon.com slash Tony Mazer and my free podcast, Check Your Brain, comes out every Wednesday. So go check that out. Wednesday. Mm -hmm. All right. For Bob Levy, the Reverend Tony Mazer, Godfrey, I'm Chad mm -hmm. Zumach. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Later. Later.